Hello, it's your host, Julian Fernandez, with co-hosts Jonah Wade and Joshua John. What up? And we have another, our special guest and good friend, Daniel Rodriguez. Welcome, Daniel. Hi, thanks for having me back, having me back guys. Um, no so this episode, this episode, we're going to talk about something that happened yesterday and it was big in the news, was big all over social media, um, and I think brought a new conversation or brought up an old conversation. Um, and it was an interview that happened with Yahoo Sports and Drew Brees. Um, and the reporter asked him, um, like, when the NFL season starts again, um, are you like, what are your thoughts on players kneeling again, just like Colin Kaepernick and Eric Reed? Um, so Drew's, Drew Brees' response to this was, I'll never agree with anybody disrespecting the flag of the United States of America or our country. Let me just tell you what I see or what I feel when the national anthem is played and when I look at the flag of the United States. I envision my two grandfathers who fought in this country during World War II, one in the Army and one in the Marine Corps, both risking their lives to protect our country and to try to make our country and this world a better place. Um, so w- what are your opinions on what he said? And I'll say some of the reactions later, but I just want to hear your first opinions. Um. I guess I'll go first. Um, you know, I agree with Drew along those same sentiments. Um, I mean, for me, the anthem and the flag are sacred. But also at the same time, I see why players are kneeling. And I understand why they are. And I'm totally fine with them doing that. Because hundreds of thousands of American soldiers have fought for their right to protest and exercise their First Amendment rights. And I'm not going to hate them for that. I mean, I just simply have a disagreement with them. I'm not I'm not going to I'm not going to boycott the Niners games because they didn't re-sign Kaepernick or whatnot. Um, I don't hate Kaepernick. I don't hate Eric Reed. I just simply see it as a simple disagreement over um, their protests. And I mean, that that's the beauty of America. We can all have our, our own opinions without fear of retribution. And that's what so many people have fought to protect. Uh, Joe, you want to go? Because I, I kind of want to go afterward. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I, I think that I completely support the protests, and I think that nothing is more American than standing up for what you believe in and protesting injustice. I think that's what America that, – that was the basis of what the what the founding fathers wanted to some degree. Um, and But I understand that for a lot of people, the flag is extremely, extremely um, – sacred like josh said sentimental um and i but i think the real problem is with the people who are have a real problem with kaepernick kneeling not oh i i understand the flag but people who are like trump get that son of a bitch off the field right laura ingram who calls lebron and kevin durant calls on them to shut up and dribble right if you really care about the first amendment you really care about freedom of speech you're not going to want to silence those voices. Yeah, I mean, personally, I, I think it, it's kind of baffling to me because I, I, I just don't understand how conservatives still don't, like, get the point, you know? I mean, for for Kaepernick and uh, Ibrahim Reed, who's also one of the loudest voices, 
um, in these protests, they, they, they made it clear it's, it's, it, it isn't about the flag or the anthem, you know, like they, they acknowledge that obviously, I mean, they're American citizens, they're, they are Americans, um, but it's about to them, to, to them right now, what they see is injustice within America. And I still don't under, understand how conservatives don't really see how they really took the bait. They, they took the bait and swallowed it deep, right? The, the point of the protest was to make um, a particular audience sort of upset and take notice. And I mean, you can call it protest whatever you want, but effective has to be one of those words. It was effective. It brought attention to these issues. It, it's brought up conversations then when they first, I don't remember when it first started, um, but it's, but it's um, continu- continued on now. Um, and they're sort of, the anger towards Kaepernick and Reed is just underlining their points about sort of ignorance and deaf ears. Um, a great point. And I think a lot of people don't keep the same energy. If you understand what that means, um, don't keep the same attitude um, when it comes to a lot of these people. And it's sort of, I see, it's so funny how people can change the way they see things and the way they think of things. Um, because I know a lot of people, Sundays are for like football and that's it. They don't want it to get political. And I think something about what Drew Brees said was interesting, how some people will react and say, Drew Brees, like people need to get off of him. He has his own opinion. He can say what he wants. This, that's the right of people in this country. And then Colin Kaepernick kneels and is supported by Nike and people burn everything. I mean, they really try to cancel Nike. Like, I thought that was how interesting some of these people are and how single-minded they are. I mean, I know, I mean, I'm a Colin Kaepernick supporter. He released Nike shoes. I was on them, Johns. They have, I have Colin Kaepernick's face on the back of one of my shoes. I mean, I support and I love that guy for his morals and for what he believes in and standing up. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, also coming from a different side of that, I still respect Colin Kaepernick. I just had this conversation uh, with my dad the other day, and we were both in, my dad and I are both conservatives. Um, we were both in an agreement. We both uh, respect Colin Kaepernick for supporting something that ended with his termination from football. Like he has not played on a football field for was it three years now? Um and he's still he's still holding that mantle and I'm proud of him for it. Although I don't agree with him, I I always have deep respect for someone who stands up for what they believe in, no matter the con- consequences. And you know, although I don't agree with Kaepernick on his methods, I do respect his uh commitment and his commitment to justice. Certainly and I think that one of the huge problems is that there's a massive amount of people calling that he doesn't love America. He doesn't respect the troops. But I think by doing this, it's showing love for America. I think loving your country is not shutting your mind off and blindly worshiping every, every action of its government and every action of the people in charge. But I think it's, it's wanting to make it better and wanting to improve and wanting to fix the problems. I think that's the basis of being an American actually loving America. So I think for the people yeah. that are calling, oh, he 
he disrespects the country. He disrespects the troops. I don't, he's said many times it's not out of disrespect for the army. It's not out of disrespect for veterans. It's out of wanting to fix the problems and wanting to call attention to a, a majorly important issue. A vet gave him the idea to kneel during the national anthem. Really? Granted, it was after he sat during the national anthem for one of the pregame for one of the uh, preseason games. But after that, he had a conversation, a substantive conversation with um, a vet, and he gave him the idea of kneeling instead of sitting during the national anthem, which I well, I, I, I think underscores that. that underscores the reason that it's not it's not anti uh, veterans, and I'm. A hundred and ten percent support of our vets. I mean, they sacrificed everything for our nation, our freedom. But I mean, it doesn't. It, it's not about that. And I can see both sides of it. Um, of why some people hate Kaepernick, and you know, I just don't fall on that side. I I respect him. I just happen to disagree on his positions. And also, I think the fact that he's not in the NFL is actually ridiculous. I know we were talking about Drew yeah. and we kind of shifted to Kaepernick, which is fine. I think the fact that like you have, <laughs> you have some of these like crazy third string quarterbacks who are in the yeah. league and he's not there. And I know he had the open workout, and I'm convinced that that was just for just for performance sake. I don't think they're actually evaluating him to make to make a decision about whether to have him join a, a team. I think it was just because they succumbed to that pressure. But man, I don't know. I think if you got if you have guys like Nathan Peterman. <laughs> hey, don't disrespect Nathan. Don't disrespect Peterman. Nathan, dude. If you don't have, disrespect. If you have these, these quarterbacks with no I know this this is not freaking hot take on ESPN, first take, whatever. But like if you have these terrible quarterbacks who have never touched a gridiron in the NFL in their life, and you have this guy who has proven himself to be a a a starting quarterback and a quality starting quarterback at that. Keeping him off the field is just blatant. It's just blatant blackballing. People people forget that Kaepernick led a, like a, a Super Bowl team. You know, yeah. the, the Niners won two Super Bowl in twenty twelve. He was the the quarterback of that team. He was by yeah. no means washed up or anything. Um, but and uh, also, I forget he he they, they he settled a lawsuit with the NFL a couple of years, like a year maybe or two ago, and it was it was for like a huge amount of money. Um, and the NFL is one of the largest corporations in the world. They're not going to settle suits unless they, unless they actually, uh, actually did something wrong. Um, but like when when it comes to like people sort of saying like, look, like I understand like your protest, but like, not like don't don't bring it into football. You know, like this is like my one like break from like the world. Um, but they, it sort of a forgets the point that like, sure, it might be distracting you from your Sundays, but like injustice in America is a seven day a week thing for many, many people, you know, it's yeah, not I just mean, that Sundays being disrupted. It's their Mondays, their Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturdays too. Yeah. I mean, these players have a massive platform to institute change in America and they should be using that. I mean, I don't think. I don't think anyone should be saying that just because you're a major athlete that you can't um, that you can't speak your mind. I mean, that's just stupid, honestly. I mean, if not only whether athlete, you're a Kaepernick, celebrity. yeah, whether you're Kaepernick or LeBron, um, who Laura Ingram said he should sh- shut up and dribble. That's one of the stupidest things I've ever heard. Right? Like, not only is that anti-American, that's just stupidity. Blatant <laughs> racism. 
just because just because you're a world famous basketball player does not mean that you that you shouldn't be able to speak your mind on the issues. Yeah, and comparing her comments um, about LeBron James and Ke- um, Kevin Durant to her comments about Drew Brees, it just you're not even trying to hide the fact that you're you're racist and you're bigoted. I mean, shut up and dribble versus oh, I think he's entitled to his opinion. You know, let him speak. You can't have it both ways, right? Yeah. And I think the I think athletes now because sports culture is so big. Athletes transcend their sports. They're celebrities. They have millions of followers. They have huge platforms. And I'm glad that so many of them are using that to um, create positive social change. But I think you can't have it both ways. You can't say, oh, you're just an athlete. Nobody. She literally said in that interview, nobody voted you. Millions million people yeah. voted for Donald Trump. You can either have it that way or they can be t- entitled to their opinion and should be listened to and should use a platform to create social change. You can't have both. Anything that comes out of Laura Ingram's twitter feed or her program i just disregard it's, it's just, just blatant bigotry it, it's just like it's just an insult to anyone who just yeah any i mean semi-intelligent person i mean also though at the same time i don't i the backlash against drew Brees has also been um you know this might this might um heat some people up but i i think I'll the backlash time. i think the backlash against drew Brees is a little um, overkill. Um, I mean, as Charles Barkley said, he said that he also thought that it was a little too much. Um, I think he said that. Um, I mean, he also still is entitled to his opinion as is LeBron and KD and whoever else, Kaepernick. Um, but I mean, at the heart of Drew Brees, he is a good man, and I don't question that. Um, and I don't think so, anybody else really should. But I, I understand think, that. Think, sorry. I understand. I understand that in this time, like yes, it's it's difficult to um, to still say that, but at the end of the day, um, he's still entitled to it. And I think the backlash was a little too much. But I also think that the way Drew Brees said it was not um, the correct way to go about it. He should have been a little more empathetic towards um, the reason why people are kneeling and all that other stuff. I need to. I'm gonna ask you, or to say a fact, actually, um, the books right a couple days after today have plus two. I think it's it's either two thousand or twenty thousand odds for Jameis winning the MVP. So that means if you put down a, I think it's a ten dollar bet or it's a five. It's it's either a five or ten dollar bet, and he wins the MVP, you come out with. You come out with like two thousand dollars, I believe. What does this have to no. do with? For, for, <laughs> yeah, what? what? Yeah, what? No, no, no. Oh, no. you talking about Drew, Drew Brees getting benched or something? That's. I mean, it's, oh, it's on the same team. Exactly, yeah. Jameis Winston's on. It's the backup uh, now. So that's it's not, they're not going to bench Drew. Yeah, they're not going to bench Drew. That's, that's unless little... he gets injured. There's just no way. I mean, the, 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 there could be chemistry problems. I mean, you saw the reaction from Alvin yeah. Kamara, Michael Thomas, Thomas Emmanuel yeah. Sanders. Like the, the, that's that's his whole team. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I, I I think so when you when you Josh when you mentioned backlash, I think there's there, there's two different types, right? There's the ones from his teammates, right? Like you saw, I'm sure you saw a video from Malcolm Jenkins, right? Um. Sort of. Yeah, I think so. Um, and then the, and then there's also other comments from like Michael Thomas and the other some of the key players on the team mm-hmm. i think that kind of um that kind of response was warranted 
I, I mean, obviously, like, I don't think, like, the media itself should be weighing in on it, um, necessarily, but, like, especially, like, when, when your leader is, like, sign- signaling to you that he still doesn't, like, understand the protests, right, like, that, that must hurt, you know, like, Drew Brees is, Drew Brees is, like, a leader socially and athletically, right, on the team, and yeah, when you're... That. When your leader signals to you that he still doesn't understand the protests, um, that that must be devastating. I th- I think that um Michael Thomas, Manuel Sanders, and uh Kamara they should have went about it a different way to speak to Drew. I don't think that they should have publicly denounced him. They should have I mean, went to his the house day, and there's... had a conversation in person. What? They should have went to his house and had a conversation in person first. Well, they shouldn't do well, that because of the pandemic, yeah, but COVID. But oh, socially, <laughs> they should have texted him. Of course, they should have texted him at least. Been yeah. like, Drew. I mean, I know you have your opinions, but this isn't the right time to say that after all the struggles and just straight up injustices that we're facing. Um, I think that would have been a better way to do it. Instead, they publicly denounced him, and you know, I don't, I don't, I don't really think public. Um, like blackballing, not blackballing, but you know what I mean. Um, just Cance- canceling, not canceling, but just like going against him in public is kind of, I don't know. I, I don't think that's the best way to go about it. I think to sort of talk about that also is Mike Thomas. He tweeted out later, uh, he tweeted this out yesterday. Um, he said, one of my brothers made a public statement yesterday that I disagreed with. He apologized and I accepted it and I accept it because that's the way we are taught to do as Christians. Now back to the movement, hashtag George Floyd. And then he said, let's focus back on the real issues going on in the world and not get distracted. Oh, I didn't read that. Oh, then I totally agree with what he said. Michael Thomas, that was that was great. I love that. Yeah, um, but I get the point of being like saying this, like having a phone call conversation. Um, but just to back up what I was saying earlier about Jameis Winston. Uh, it's plus twenty thousand odds. Uh, a ten dollar bet will net you two thousand dollars. Jameis Winston, I need you to go thirty and five, bro. Bring the Super Bowl home to New Orleans. I need that money. <laughs> is this turned to a sports ball? ball yeah. Down. What? What? What is? What is this about? <laughs> Would you not take a, a ten dollar bet to net two thousand dollars? What does Jameis Winston have to do garbage, with the flag? Dude. All right, back to, our, back to our no, back to our, no, no, no. It's just interesting how, dude, the his MVP odds soared. You, we're talking about a man who went thirty for thirty last year, who is essentially can't really see that well. Well, apparently he got surgery, but he's taking a million dollar contract. I mean, no one expects this man to do well, but just because what Drew Brees said. His odds have soared to be MVP. That's, I, that's why I said. I'm not gonna lie. That's it's Jameis Winston too, man. I would not bet on Jameis Winston for almost anything. All right, we'll we'll debate the NFL who's who's gonna be MVP later. But for now, Daniel, what are you? What are your thoughts on um on how Drew Brees on his comments and how he's been um how it's been taken by the sports world? You know, uh, honest, obviously he's he isn't title to his opinion right that's first amendment right to do so um but it's just it's just a, a lot it's just the timing though um i agree and sort of yeah 
I mean, I, I didn't watch the full interview, so I'm I, I can't exactly speak to this, but he should have been more like because I think he does he he did acknowledge that he does like stand with the Black Lives Matter movement, but he should have been more clear um, with that. Like he can disagree with the former protest, right? But he needs he, he should have acknowledged that he does he does still sort of stand with the movement itself, um, and he he kind of kind of dodged around that in my eyes from his direct comments true true um but like i i I think if droop had said this maybe two weeks earlier um his i I don't i don't think he would have seen nearly like the same response obviously because with the whole incident we we we, we ripped the whole scab office um this whole issue again Right, and there, there, that anger from his from uh, his teammates just about being black in America um, was already there on the surface, and to not and as a leader to not acknowledge that pain in a direct way when saying like like a disagreeing point like that is kind of irresponsible and kind of yeah. disappointing, especially from Drew. I, I, I mean, I I respected you, Reese, and I still I still have a, have a little respect. I still think he's very very underrated as a quarterback um, in history. But I I just expect more as a leader, a veteran leader. I mean, we see um, this anger boiling over not only in the sports world, but obviously um, just the national stage. I mean, just in the Senate yesterday, they were, they were about to pass a bill, um, anti lynching bill until Rand Paul held it up. Um, and really? then you had Corey. Yeah. Not here about it was, they were trying to pass it through uh, unanimous consent. Uh, Rand Paul objected to that. He wanted to amend it a bit. Um, the Senator from Kentucky, of course. Um, then Cory Booker and Senator Harris, Kamala Harris from California and Senator Booker from New Jersey. They had a heated debate. Um, Corey, I need to see that. Cory Booker said he's not going to question Rand Paul's heart and motives because he knows his heart. He knows it's not out of um, any hate. It's just he doesn't know why he's doing it now. He, he asked him to uh, just yield for a day and give this semi-win to the nation. So, I mean, not only do we have anger in the sports world, uh, in the streets, but we also have it in one of our great institutions, the Senate, and it's pretty telling. Has there been any legislation passed at the federal level yet regarding uh, – Police brutality think, or anything of the nature. Well, this was anti-litching bill, so this would have been the first time that they actually codified. And this was uh, from the, this was from the Arbery case, right? I think so. I'm not sure. It passed the House with like 410 to four or something, um, and then they tried to pass it in the Senate with unanimous consent, and then Rand Paul um, held it up. So that's what kind of sparked it. But I mean, besides him, everybody else was on board. But yeah, it would have been a good win. Do you know uh, what the, the his nation. objection to it was? I mean, I'm sure I'll read about it soon. Yeah, he said, "Um, it, there's no language in the bill actually saying this, but it's just a difference in interpretation." As Cory Booker said, um, he said Rand Paul said that like minor abrasions or cuts would be um, punishable under this law as as lynching or whatever. Um, and Cory Senator Booker said that 
this is just a difference in interpretation, nothing in language in the actual bill. So, I mean. So he doesn't have an objection to the, the concept. It's just the very. It's, the just, very... it's just how we interpreted it. Okay. Well, do we have anything else to add, or is this a little bit of... Are we end with this conversation? That will probably continue. Um, I know there'll be a, the NFL has been, I guess, a little bit more outspoken, or at least it's players. Um, I know the players have been very outspoken. So, um, my final message is: conservatives keep taking the bait. <laughs> Hot take. Cannot argue Wait, with what that. Bait? The bait of kneeling during the anthem. The point of it was to get attention and attention it got. I think though it the attention around it uh I mean not the attention um it's changed from police brutality well at least from then to now it changed from police brutality to a conversation around the flag and whatnot like should you kneel or should you not but I mean well, I, was, I I mean I mean like underscoring that whole debate is the should be well I I guess there's a difference between what it should be and what it is um but I think, I I, I think I, I personally well, I'm trying to come up with my words, but um, I think it the, the whole opening up of the conversation was a positive overall for the movements. Um, but yeah, the the point was to get attention. True. I think I think that. Like a lot of people who live in na- in areas where there's not many African American people and who religiously watch football, I, I think that it, they can't really relate to it and they only see it as disrespectful to the flag and disrespectful to the troops because they don't have any experience interacting with African Americans who are affected by this issue. So I don't know. Yeah. I'm going to bring up and just like like how how that mo- how the movement can bring that to people. Who have never experienced it? Who have never talked to anybody who have experienced it? I think it's something interesting. All right. Well, thank you guys. I mean, it's been another great episode, another great um, one with Daniel Rodriguez. I mean, we love to have him on the show. And again, Dan, thanks for coming. Always. On, buddy. Thanks, thanks guys Dan. for having me. This was fun. Yeah. So always open letter. Always come anytime. If you want to talk about something, you're always welcome. Um, and this episode will be released in the near future. Peace. 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 All love. Stay safe out there. All right. Thank you.